The poster in Mulder's office promised us that the truth is out there. Well, my next guest uh, says the truth is that there is nothing out there. He is uh, a documentary filmmaker. He is James Lambert. He's the director of Conspiracy Theorists Lie. And uh, when he's not doing this, he's the acting dean and instructor at the Minneapolis Media Institute. He's on the line with us this morning to talk about his movie. James, nice to have you. Hello. Thanks for having me on, John. Uh, there, the, the list of conspiracy theories is a long one. Uh, we were just talking about a few of them. The moon landing didn't happen. Uh, JFK, of course, uh, chemtrails, uh, aliens and UFOs, the World Trade Center being quote-unquote, uh, an inside job, uh, vaccinations, and uh, it goes, the list is, is a long one, but you you don't buy any of these. Um, no, I don't buy any of these, because the, the basic lie that conspiracy theorists buy into and convince themselves of is that there's some kind of super powerful force that rules the world. It's kind of the X-Files impression of the world. There's some kind of secret puppet masters who can just pull the strings and everything will happen as they want it to happen. And the real world doesn't work like that. The real world is a, always a collection of competing groups and competing factions. And so somebody might try to do something sinister, but they can't control all of the media, all the politicians, all of the everything and make everybody you know, jump to their command. Um, the the most long-standing conspiracy theory, at least for my generation, is the, the John F. Kennedy assassination, and it's something that you have, uh, I know you've looked into quite significantly uh, after all these years, and, and uh, you know, I've, I'm led to believe that it wasn't just Oswald, that there was some sort of a conspiracy. I think that's become kind of general, the, the, the general impression, but you think that's not true. Right. I've I referred to the Kennedy conspiracy as the gateway conspiracy. You know, it's the it's the one conspiracy that everybody's kind of tried. They maybe watched the Oliver Stone film or they read a book or something and they watched some shows and they feel like something's wrong with it. And so that's kind of the, the gateway into the conspiracy world. Some people go a lot further. Some people never really venture much further. But the fact that this is so widely repeated makes people think there's something there. And people often tell me, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And I say, well, where there's smoke, there can just be a guy with a smoke machine. And that's what I think <laughs> yeah, where there's smoke, there's fire, for sure. Um, I, but it takes, doesn't it take a certain leap of faith um, to sort of bridge the, bridge the knowledge gap, uh, as it were, that, that even though you don't have the proof, uh, people, some people are willing to take that leap of faith to say, yes, I believe this happened. Right, and the question is, what are they taking a leap of faith into? And I, I say they're, they're taking a leap of faith into this conspiracy world where some puppet masters control everything. And that's a leap of faith that has never proved to be true throughout history. And one thing I've argued very strongly for is if you look back and back in history, where did all these conspiracy theories come from? What is the oldest conspiracy theory in the Western world? And it's the idea that the Jews run the world. You know, this is what motivated the Nazis. They felt they had to kill the Jews to get to stop this worldwide conspiracy. And now you have people, you know, the ultimate conspiracy theory is that even the Holocaust was not real because, you know, there's a certain element of people who go that far. Mm-hmm. But all of these things 
they sound just like the same old Jew-hating story. Sometimes they get replaced with capitalists, bankers, oil men, unions, CIA, uh, Bilderberger, Illuminati, you know, whoever is your favorite boogeyman, people substitute in there. But they sound exactly like the old Jew-hating stories. And those Jew-hating stories we now know were wrong, and we should also admit that all these other stories are wrong. And they can have really bad consequences when people buy into them. Now, you describe yourself as a recovering conspiracist, so you have, you've uh, come over from that side, I suppose, to, uh, to the side you're on now, and you've made a movie about it. So what, what led you away from uh, conspiracy thinking? I think the thing that really started to lead me away was the first time I went down to Dealey Plaza, where Kennedy was shot, and I, I knew the whole layout of the place in my head, but it was so much smaller in real per- in person than it looks on the films. And I knew the spot where Zapruder had filmed his famous film, and mm-hmm. I stood up on that spot, and I looked over to my right, and there's the grassy knoll with the picket fence that some people believe a shooter was behind. And I thought, you know, if somebody was shooting a gun from right there, not only would I know it, but the hundreds of people around me would know it, and there's absolutely no place for that person to run to to get away from us. Um, so it just didn't start to add up to me. And then I started looking at the the real facts, which I had long ignored, you know, the Warren Commission and the other examinations that have been done. And I'm like, wait a minute, the things I thought I knew as fact from things like the Oliver Stone movie are just lies. They're just total um, twists of the actual facts. I'll get you to stand by. James Lambert is our guest. He's the director of Conspiracy Theorists Lie. And um, we've been asking you this morning to, uh, if you have a conspiracy theory that you believe in, uh, to send me an email, john, J-O-N, at C-K-N-W dot com, and we will talk about it. And we will continue after this. Talking with James Lambert, he is uh, the director of a new documentary called Conspiracy Theorists Lie. Uh, But, James, there are real conspiracies, are there not? Um, Take, for example... You know, if you had said to somebody 10 years ago that the NSA was doing a massive collection of domestic uh, information and data, you would have been written off as a conspiracy theorist. Today, we know that to be true. Well, the the problem is there are a lot of legitimate questions that are asked by journalists and historians and things, but they don't ask it from from the assumption that some supergroup rules the world. They ask a question very specifically targeted. And in the end, we end up finding out about these things. Real conspiracies don't stay secret forever. The Watergates, the assassination of Lincoln, you know, the things that were proven historically to be an actual conspiracy fall apart over time. And plenty of evidence comes up over time as to what happened. What you have to believe in something like the Kennedy assassination is that we have over 50 years, we have thousands of people, we have multiple generations that have all contributed to this conspiracy, and yet nothing of substance has come forward. You know, real historical conspiracies demonstrate why conspiracy theories don't work. I I think part of this, uh, a large part of this, has been driven by uh, the the expansion of the creation of the expansion of the Internet, because you can go, it, it almost seems that whatever you believe in, doesn't matter what it is or how outlandish it is, you can find a website on the Internet that will back up your thinking. Absolutely. (laughs) 
Absolutely. And it used to be that you could find that in print, you know, that there was always some publication that would have whatever your radical view was. But you had to have access to a major city where you could find that. Now, anybody anywhere can find what they want to believe. And, I mean, we're told, and it is true, that the Internet is, uh, you know, has, has dissemin- is disseminating information, uh, important information to people all around the world. And I guess the, the other side of that, the the downside, I suppose, we want to call it that, uh, is that there's also a tremendous amount of um, misinformation and bad information that's uh, going to people all around the world as well. Absolutely. And, and I, you know, a lot of people aren't the best at discriminating between good and bad information. I'll give you an example that we use in um, class when we show people how to look at a website. There's a website that comes up on the first page of a Google search, and it's Martin Luther King, I think it's Martin Luther King Jr. dot org. And it says, you know, like, this is a site for teachers and students to learn more about the facts of Martin Luther King. And you think, well, this is a reputable site. And you go there and you look around, and if you look there down at the very bottom of the page, you see that it's, it's made by Stormfront. Stormfront is a white supremacist organization, and this site is meant to discredit Dr. King. But you have to really look for that to see what's behind it. And yet it, it turns up uh, at the top of a Google search, which people think lends it an air of credibility. Right. It, it's, it's on the first page of Google because enough people visit it that it, it pops up and it thinks, well, that, you know, it's, an, it's a .org. It must be a legitimate thing. Yeah. But it's not. Um, you, in, in filming the, the, the movie, you went out and uh, you went to various conspiracy meetings and there's a shot of you handing out um, information and, and people would kind of look at it and walk away and then do a double take and go, what? And they'd come back and, and, and confront you. Um, tell me about that and, that and the interactions that took place. So at the 50th anniversary of the assassination, I handed out little booklets. They were like, come to Jesus booklets, but they said conspiracy theorists lie. And they gave some quick bullet points on why you shouldn't believe in conspiracy theories. And some people were very happy about what I did. They were the minority. And other people were very upset about what I did. And some of them really wanted to argue with me about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in my film, I give you some of the background, you know, where these lies came in the culture, why they're not true. And then I show you my interactions with people. And you can see that they repeat a lot of these things that have come out of movies and come out of false books and things that I've already discussed earlier. And you can see where they're getting their information from. So it's simply being parroted back at you. Yes. Because I, I, I hear it often. People say, well, I saw it on the Internet. <laughs> exactly. And you think, well, okay, but not everything on there is, is, uh, is real and, and credible. Uh, one of the other conspiracy theories that affects what I do is that uh, the media, uh, people like me, are in the back pocket of, well, fill in the blank, you know, uh, the oil industry, uh, big business, uh, the labor unions, whatever your, whoever your boogeyman happens to be, uh, the media is somehow tied up with one or all of them. And I keep looking around trying to, you know, trying to recognize these people I'm supposed to be in the pocket of and I can't see anybody. Right, and it's, and it's this imagination that the media is one thing. I'm sure even within your station, you've got competing ideas 
of what's right and wrong and what's the important story and what's not. You know, and that's just at one station. You go across all media, there isn't some kind of broad consensus where everybody's going to think the same. James, we'll leave it there for now. I appreciate you coming on the show, and the best of luck uh, with your uh, your documentary, Conspiracy Theorists Lie. Thank you very much for having me on. James Lambert on the uh, line from Minneapolis, where he is the uh, acting dean and an instructor at the Minneapolis Media Institute.